too. Perfect. A little behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All that uh, that uh, high tech wizardry that yeah. we do. Um, <laughs> yep. Anywho. You want to start or do you want me to start? You're listening to Triple G. Hello. Oh, please, please wow. start. <laughs> uh, welcome, everybody, to Triple G Podcast, mm-hmm. the podcast where we play, uh, sorry, not play. We Sometimes. Do every, yeah, depends. depends. Where we talk day. about games, geek out, and uh, share our guilty pleasures. Mm-hmm. I'm Kyle. <laughs> yeah, I'm your other host, Tasha. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're here with uh, a special guest. Mm-hmm. Very special guest mm-hmm. from a podcast that is touching on one of both mine and Kyle's favorite subjects. Mm-hmm. Um, probably Kyle more than me because I think he's like an ultra fan. Um, I love Star Wars a lot. Yes. Like a t- like he's wearing a Sebulba shirt right now. Uh, we'll talk about that <laughs> on the, later. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Don't be. Uh, everyone, please welcome Alex from Star Wars Minute Podcast. Yeah. Hello there. Hi. Thank you so much, Alex, for taking the time out of uh, the Star Wars Minute hiatus to podcast with us. Yeah. Oh, I can. I'll go back to uh, swimming in my Olympic-sized pool and eating grapes and things like that later. <laughs> Happy to come on the show. Oh, thanks, thanks. Yeah, you must be making racking in that big bucks with that Star Wars <laughs> Disney money now. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so today we are uh, we're talking about Dominion, yep. which is uh, one of Alex's favorite card games mm-hmm. we're also gonna kind of geek out about alex himself and all the fun <laughs> star wars minute and things. star wars minute everything because yep. i'm super stoked uh and then we're gonna finish off talking about one of the can- most canadian iconic tv shows of all time yep degrassi degrassi <laughs> so good that solid favorite of mine yep uh and i didn't even think of it for guilty pleasures like when we've brainstormed guilty pleasures in the past uh not one that came up but Definitely one of Alex's, which is exciting to me. Yeah. I'm excited to see where your perspective on Degrassi is as being uh, someone not living in Canada. Hey, whatever it takes. I'm looking forward to talking about it. Yeah. Excellent. All right. So let's get into it. Yeah. So Dominion, card game. Yes. All right. Uh, What's the premise of it? Um, well, it's kind of like a, a deck building type game, except instead of, uh, instead of starting off with a deck of, you know, 50 cards or whatever, you only start off with a small amount of cards and you buy cards throughout the, um, throughout the game. And, uh, so the, um, uh, but yeah, but other than that, you're basically trying to buy up there are certain, you, you, you rack up money, which you use to buy land and land is how you win the game. Okay. And so, um, Ultimately, your goal is to try to build up your money as much as possible. But there are other cards that are that are called action cards that, um, you know, can can multiply your chances to do stuff or, you know, uh, can, can buff you up a bit. So, um, 
And uh, the thing I like about it is that so, so far, do you have any questions so far? I don't know well, how much <laughs> how much depth to get. In. Like, I don't want to explain all the rules to you guys, but no, I wasn't sure. Okay. Hey, we're the okay. thing we're gonna learn about this because like we're we're doing our research as we're all talking about it. Because yeah. this is the first time I've actually been introduced to this game. Same. Though right off the bat, I'm getting like a vibe of like Magic: The Gathering meets Risk. Am I off base? Oh, it's not. Um, it's not as aggressive as um, Risk uh, or Magic: The Gathering. There, most of the time, you're not attacking people. You're basically playing. Uh, one of the weaknesses of the game, or strengths, depending how you look at it, is that you're basically each of you is playing like a game of solitaire. Okay. And then, like, the turn goes to someone else, and sometimes the things you do affect the other players. But for the most part, it's it's a good it's a good game for people who don't like attacking people because you don't have to attack people to win the game or anything like that. So, oh. I know some people like uh, find that too aggro, but uh, <laughs> but it is like risk in that it appeals to the mathematical nerd kind of strategic. It's a very like you know um, long con kind of game. Oh uh, no, it can go by pretty fast, but okay. it definitely it's definitely um uh it you know, you can play a game in like, you know, 20 minutes or something, but uh but it definitely appeals to that strategic mindset. So, uh, so it's not uh, one of those games where you have to like book out 6 hours of your day and <laughs> hang out with a bunch of four friends, make sure you like you schedule like weeks in advance to play. I would say probably I'd say probably a newbie could probably play it in maybe like, you know, uh a, a, an hour and Maybe an hour and a half, depending on how you know fluid you are with uh, with game rule, how fluent you are with game rules and stuff. But okay. uh, that sounds like because, very new guy friendly. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like one of those Catan type games where it's like it's it's like entry level nerd game stuff. You know, it's it's I find it pretty easy to teach people and, and things like that. So uh, okay, I awesome. like those kind of games because everyone says I'm I'm a little bit too cool. To be a nerd, <laughs> oh, and I'm yeah. just like wow. wow. But uh, I know, like we, we get, I get it all the time. You're like, oh, you, you know your stuff, but you don't look or sound like you would be a nerdy kind of person. You're too. I, I assumed you were a model when I first saw a picture of you. <laughs> oh, I got that like the last time we had a guest too. So thank you. That's really nice of you. Wow, just stroke the yeah. ego. I have to live with this. You know this, Alex, right? Like I, I have to deal with this. <laughs> you mean you get to gaze longingly at that all day long? Oh yeah, it's picture perfect <laughs> oh, every day. Oh Lord, <laughs> give me strength. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's kind of like themed in like it has like a weird medieval theme and tone to it. I'm yeah, gonna... it generally uh, yeah it has like a medieval um, type uh, thing. Although weirdly and, and for the most part, it's fairly. Um, now, there's not like magic stuff in it. It's not like dragons and orcs and things like that. It's yeah. for the most part is like, I don't know, real life medieval stuff. It's quite that uh, dry, but um, it's amazing the restraint they're showing not having that kind of stuff in it. Okay. Yeah. And is As this much. something that's like continuous? Like you could, if you like, sorry, um, you could get through a game in like an hour, but if you were really going at it, you could, could it go on for several hours or is it something that wraps up? in turns quite quickly uh it there's only so much um land that you can buy once the land runs out the game is over so i mean i theoretically you could if you wanted to make the game go a lot longer by adding more and more land to you know buying you know uh adding more land to your game set so that you can have games go on longer but uh, most of the time you're kind of you kind of want it to end by the time it ends because it gets <laughs> it's uh 
yeah, you're by the time it's over, you're kind of like, oh, good. That was it, it's it's paced very well. <laughs> I find in that in that sense. Oh, good, know. good. Uh, it doesn't sound like so, you would get uh, uh, that tired of it with uh the, well with the cards and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So the victory, well, the, the victory, the curse, and the the treasure and action cards, they all kind of bring something like spectacular to this game. Well, one of the things I, I really like about the action cards is that that's what makes it sort of endlessly um, sort of uh, flexible in that depending on what action cards you have in your game, it will really it will you can really change the game and action cards will act, interact differently with different action. You know, they might somehow act differently with different cards. So it's you're really never playing the same game twice as long as you keep moving those, keep replacing the action cards. You yeah. know, you'll, you'll get endless variety. And they've done like 10 expansions now at this point. So I don't even know how many. Jesus. I don't know how many. Oh, oh man, we get so excited around here when a new expansion comes yeah. out. Amazing. So, uh, yeah. So the, if you're, if you're, you can go on really, you know, you can go very deep on it. But luckily even the longest game doesn't take that long. So, uh, yeah. Well, it's nice how much like replayability it sounds like it has. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's for better or for worse. We've been playing it for, oh my gosh, like five years now and um, almost exclusively. Like that's almost the only game we ever play. And we've come up with so many home rule variations. And I think because it's so flexible, it's kept us from trying out new games that we might want to try and just keep mutating this one into different games. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. No, not at all. (laughs) It's, one- it's so hard to learn new games unless someone teaches you. You know what I mean? If you don't, if you, if, unless someone's teach, I find it very hard to learn a new game just by buying, especially these new complicated games they have where it's like, you know, a thousand pieces in it and stuff. That's a hundred percent true. We, uh, there's this board game bar that we live by called, uh, the round table mm-hmm. and they little plug. Yeah. A little plug. <laughs> uh, we're, we might do a live show there. We might not. We in the new year, in the new year. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can come. <laughs> invited <laughs> invited um, when is it when it, oh it's not until like not the summer set up. not until the summer we we just bought a house right now we're busy we're okay. a little we're a little busy at the moment we're trying to get Got the it. house all set up and whatnot yeah. um you were about to tell a gaming story i yeah. was i was um there is this game that the how is it like he's a server the server yes, so this yes, bar yes. it kind of like volleyball no no <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't even remember uh, what it's called now. 15 Love is what he did. We were playing uh-huh. tennis, basically. Um, no. So we were with a group of like eight friends, and we couldn't find a game. And so the uh-huh. servers kind of try to they help you um, find games. And he, he brought us this game called Spy. Mm-hmm. And oh, I've seen that around. You have to kind of – you have to have the right amount of people And I feel like the play, right group of people, and the right which group we didn't play, have. Which, like – or this game is extremely difficult to learn, like first, like hand, and like everyone was uh-huh. new to this game, and it was not a thing that you could try to learn in like ten minutes and yeah. then play it. So yeah, oh yeah, like the fact that yeah, this Dominion is such a great game. You've learned it, and you like so many more expansions yeah. that keep coming out. It's kind of a kind of a cool thing because yeah. you just take what you've learned and apply it to the new stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not have to relearn something yeah. from scratch. Yeah, so if you guys know any board games or card game type things that are you can recommend, please those please let me know. Like oh easy, good like pickup ones. The cyanide and happiness yeah. was really fun. Uh-huh. It's like Cards Against Humanity, 
but you make you make a comic strip with three cards. Mm-hmm. So hmm. you pick uh you draw basically the first card and that's the middle card and then you have to uh draw either the beginning or the end and then mm-hmm. whoever's playing with you they uh they pick the other one, the opposite. Yeah, they and then hopefully the, three. The, the comic makes sense and is funny. Oh, I see. Yes. It's definitely oh, like yeah. a good like pick up and go game or like a party game, which tends to be the most um, stuff that we kind of play. Yeah. Um, we we've been getting into D and D, and that just oh, yeah. takes hours uh-huh. and hours and hours. Oh yeah. So we literally maybe played a whole like four hours and literally only <laughs> played in game stuff for five uh-huh. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> because like we just talked too much and then. Had to fix our character sheets. And okay, no. The yeah. real thing that takes a long time is we tend to be um, really horrible to our uh, our DM. Mm-hmm. And he spends Typical. a lot of time just yeah. going through the book being like, why are you doing this to me? Why can't you just follow my campaign? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all right, have you dabbled at all? Oh, in D&D? Yeah. Uh, yes, I've been a... Uh... I've been a lifelong fan. I've, I haven't played as much as I would like, but I would really love to get into a good D and D game. Yes, so um, good, so good. So, uh, do you play Dominion with the same uh, people every time? Yeah, collectively. Uh, yeah, I generally play with my brother and his wife. I guess my brother <clears throat> and my sister-in-law, and we're like the hardcore three who play like every excuse. And then there's like a, <laughs> an orbit of other people who occasionally come in for games and stuff know. like that. But usually it's just usually it's just the three of us. Oh. Who started uh, Dominion? Yeah, like, who, brought who brought it brought to it the in? table? Um, so well, it's actually funny because me and some friends of mine, um, we uh, invented our own card game at one point and we were going to uh, do a Kickstarter for it. Okay. And so uh, we, I knew a guy who is a is is uh, went to um he, like he got his college degree in game design okay so and yeah. you know he and and so i said hey could you check out our game you know and and see what flaws you think are in it or what you know uh what things we could do to make to improve it and uh so he he played the game with us and then he also brought over other card games to show us kind of what what else was out there one of the games he showed us was dominion so we had a game expert basically teaching us how to play this game and um so uh, yeah that was it and then i taught my brother and sister-in-law and then that was pretty much the end of it but um it was really interesting how he was very like um you know analytical about games and could you know had terms for all those things like oh you know you you, the game suffers from drag in the third quarter when you know like all these terms for like the pacing of a game and stuff yeah it's really interesting the stuff talking to somebody really think about no i never would have thought about that at all theoretician yeah did he rip your game apart what happened to the game (laughs) Uh, he, um, he didn't rip it apart. He was very kind, but he said that, um, he asked us how familiar we were with a lot of games and we said, no, we haven't played a lot of different games. And he said that, well, that's the, that's, if you play a lot of games, like there's other games that are similar to this out there that don't have some of the the mechanical flaws that your game has at this point, you know, in Ah. terms of. Like we never got to the point where someone could just play when we were play testing it a lot and it inevitably came down to someone asking us like, how do you, how does, how is this rule supposed to work? You know what I mean? It never mm-hmm. got to the point where people could play it without one of the creators of the game present to explain stuff. And that was kind uh, of, 
that was a bad sign that uh, that the game was probably not as you know we had a blast playing it but because we kind of made it up we sort of knew all the rules just intuitively yes. you know as opposed to having to you know question everything so uh, so the game did not take off but uh, which is a shame because it was uh, it was it really had a lot of fun but yeah. I, the fun part is what really matters. Like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter which yeah. game you're playing, what you're doing, how simple, how complicated, as long as everyone's having a really good time, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole point. Uh, one of the things playing D&D, uh, I think when I was a kid and I played it, I think I, we started off playing the basic, you know, the basic version. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as much as I like the comprehensive world building of like modern D&D, I almost feel like it's too... It's it's great, I guess, for the details are there for people who want to do it, who want that level of detail. But like having to like calculate how much weight you can carry and uh, all those kind of mundane, how much food you need to bring, all that mundane stuff. Like, ugh, yeah. Yeah, like I that, just no interest in it. Yeah, our our home rules are generally like neglective of all of, of that. Of all your weight and your food. Yeah, and, uh, we do yeah. do the sleep thing, but nothing nothing else. We yeah. uh, our our DM was kind of cool. He he started and learned on uh, the, the the fourth edition, and uh, mm-hmm. he picked up the fifth edition. And he he likes the fifth edition a lot better. Yeah. So he he kind of knows his stuff. Yeah, but I feel you. I if I think if I had to calculate all of those like minute things that in real life would just be a given, like you wouldn't have to think about. Um, it would just get too tedious and lose all the fun of it. Yeah, what's the point of living in this fantasy game if I just suddenly think about like, oh, I can't carry that. That's too heavy for me to carry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, like, that's I, why I, when I, whenever I was a DM, I made sure everyone got a bag of holding very quickly so that yeah. they wouldn't have to worry about how much stuff they could carry. They could how just... many battle axes can I have on my back at one time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, so Dominion, uh, sorry, Alex. No, no, now I'm talking about more. Now I'm more excited to talk about Dungeons and Dragons than I am about Dominion. <laughs> There's just more to talk about. Like Dominion is a card game, yeah. So it's basically very mathematical, whereas Dungeons and Dragons is, it's you kinda, know, you can do anything. Way more creative. Yeah. yeah. Well, we could talk like about the, it. La- the last time I, I played as a player, like our DM basically just used it as almost kind of like an improv game with dice. Like, <laughs> yeah. If, if we wanted to do something, you know, we'd be like, okay, I'm gonna try to jump up and grab that thing. He'd be like, okay, you have to roll a 15, or you know, or he would just come up with stuff on the spot, like yeah. to determine if we could succeed at stuff or not. Yes. And it made the game so much more pleasant because you're, you know, you weren't just like looking at the book, you know, with rules and oh, page 17 of the monster manual, you know. <laughs> That's a, that, the first like time we we all get together. That was basically what our DM was like hoping was like by the books. Yeah, and yeah. then he was like. I planned so much stuff. We didn't do any of it, and we just completely <laughs> went sideways. And I was like, I just yeah. threw stuff in, and I was like, dude, that was so fun, though. Yeah, it was way more yeah. fun when he let go of the major plot points and just let us cause havoc. Yeah, yeah, he, I agree. He's given like uh, fairy aids to one one of our players, so now every uh-huh. time he pees, he like twinkles or something. It's it's it gets ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So, yeah. Uh, you can get Dominion though at uh, any of your local I think like game retailers. It's still on the yeah. market, yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's it still has like I said they still keep coming out with expansions, so it's you know, you can find it in most uh, most game stores. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize uh it, it came out in 2000 2006. 
Oh, so it's like yeah. new. Yeah, it's a, it's a newer game. And oh, I guess so. <laughs> I was getting the impression that this is like something that had been around forever. You know. Oh no, no, Dungeons this, this, and Dragons. Yeah. Oh no, no, this is fairly fairly new. Post oh, okay. post Magic World, I guess. Yeah. Oh, and okay. They started pumping out more expansions in 2009, and then all the way to 2016, where then they had to stop, and then they did a hiatus, and then uh, 2018 was a new one. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder why they would take a little bit of a break. Well, eh, you get run out. You get, you know, the last, uh, the last, the last expansion was an improvement on the second to last expansion. So maybe they needed to do some retooling. Yeah, yeah. They run- wanted like listener feedback yeah. or like player feedback. Yeah, so running. I can't tell. Dry. <laughs> I can't tell if I'm happy that there is not a digital version of this like it seems like it'd be the easiest thing in the world to do a digital version of this game and yet they've they've not really capitalized on it maybe that's to come or maybe because you know there are people that came out with uh, a card game maybe they're just more you know they're just not interested in yeah or or not tech savvy and like maybe they're working so hard on like pumping out the content and all of that that they haven't really gotten around to finding the right person or, or group of people to, you know, make this Heart digital. Up. Yeah, that's a good point because they did have a desk, like a, a website. We could go to their website and play there, but um, it wasn't mobile and you, uh, it was very clunky. But yeah, you're probably right. They're probably just not really. Uh, but so anyway, someone who runs a tech company should go and approach them. 100%, about, 100%. Uh, but, yeah. And it's not like there's like the, people don't want it it's 200 2.5 million copies have been sold sheesh yeah that's a worldwide lot. so that's not just america i believe if that was like america that would be like not instantly gonna like renew every license for this game yeah and then worldwide right yeah. yeah, I think if they come out with some digital content, I think the game will probably become a little more known. Like when you brought it up, me and Kyle are like, I've never heard of this. And there's yeah, so many games probably, that yeah. that are out there that I just don't play, but that I've heard of. And this was not one of them. So yeah. they need to get on it. Yeah. Make it happen. We live in a tech hub. It'll happen. Yeah, that's true. We, we live kind of like the tech hub of Ontario uh, in mm-hmm. Canada. If you know If you know Canada that well, we live like Kitchener-Waterloo area. Oh, and they mm-hmm. they have a bunch of Google outposts, and Rim that was like BlackBerry. They were founded here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they should mm. they should know what yeah. to do. Yeah, you guys sounds like you could just go down to their offices and uh, yeah, tell them. Yeah, Pitch the idea uh, like for a away. game that we we don't have the rights to yeah. or own. Hey, and you just should, be like, hey. should do this. <laughs> <laughs> and I would get a ten percent because I did kind of orchestrate the deal. So yeah, oh, 100%. Make, sure you, make sure you mention that in your pitch, dude. You must watch Dragons Den. <laughs> No, for them it's Shark Tank. Kyle. Oh, sorry. Shark Tank. You must watch Shark oh. Tank. <laughs> what, anyway, what is it called in Canada? Dragon's, Dragon's Den. Den. <laughs> Dragon's Den. Oh, that's much cooler. It is. Isn't it sweet? It, so we actually have done an episode um, about our guilty pleasure of watching endless hours of this. Uh-huh. And I guess there's in the UK and Australia and Canada. No, uh, Canada and the UK is Dragon's Den. Yeah. I think there's a South African one. This was a while ago that we did this episode, so I don't even remember. Um, then the U.S. is Shark Tank. Australia is Shark Tank. And these are all based on a Japanese show. Yeah. 
that I can't even remember the name of because it didn't make any sense in its English translation. No, it was neither Shark Tank or Dragon's Den. <laughs> it was a Japanese metaphor that. Yeah. Yeah, some kind of metaphor that did not make sense in English. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There. Well, that's why I think Shark Tank is a is a. I think Dragon's Den is a better. Um, it's a better metaphor because you're in the dragon's den and you might get burned or you might get the gold. Yeah. Exactly. And it, but with a shark it, tank, exactly. well, there's no like. There's no reward. You're some dumbass in the water. Yeah, you're just chump. Yeah. <laughs> you're treading water. Oh lord. You're dumbass chump. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what we do for our game segment, Alex, um, is we usually rate it out of ten. Okay. Uh, so for your rating for Dominion, what would you rate it? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to say this one goes to 11. Oh, that's the highest rating we've had. Clearly, I, I've been playing this game like <laughs> solidly for like three years now, for maybe even, probably even longer than that. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I would feel like I would be a liar if I didn't give it the highest rating that I possibly could. That's true. Fair that's enough. True. Uh, well, first... you know what? I'm going to <laughs> dial that back. I'm just going to give it a 10 because <laughs> there are some there are some weaknesses to it. Like I said, it tends sometimes it can uh, it can feel very like you're playing a game of solitaire with your friends. So I, I, the game could be more interactive. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a ten then. Oh, it's still right. pretty high. Still, still a solid still... ten out of ten score. Yeah. So I think this is good enough that Kyle and I have to try it. Yeah. We have to check it out. We will. I'd say definitely. I'd say check it out. Okay. Consider it done. We we'll make a Skype date, <laughs> and we'll all play. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I definitely at least want to follow up to see if you guys. You know, only follow up if you like it. I'm not going to hear. I'm not going to want to hear. If you don't like it. <laughs> like, you don't want to hear us like, stare at our apart. bad reviews. Hey, I'm sure it's good. Yeah. I'm sure it's good. I'm no, excited. I'm excited to play it. Yeah. It seems uh, it's something that's not in our ordinary like play. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's going to be kind of cool. For sure. Okay. And I look up to you. And <laughs> and, don't oh make God. it weird, Kyle. Oh God. Don't make okay. it weird. Uh, on that note, we're going to take a so quick, close. So close. So close. Uh, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. We let things pile up in the DVR, we add them to our queues, we wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays, we time shift. The Time Shifters podcast, sci-fi, horror, fantasy, superheroes, comedy, action, film, television, maybe some not-so-current events. Find us on iTunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Don't judge terrible. me. Terrible. Yeah. Don't <laughs> okay, judge me. Okay, so we're back. Um, so we're back with Alex. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Robinson is is one of the co-hosts of uh, one of my favorite podcasts, Star Wars Minute. I wake up in the middle of the night in the dark just listening to your voices because Kyle is listening. Like he just plays it, not even on headphones. He just plays it like oh, out, loud? out loud. Yeah, on our Google out loud. on our Google uh, Home Mini. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well. In the middle of the night. I can't even. It's so I'm... I had to catch up. Do you have a lot of Star Wars influenced dreams as a result? Uh, Yeah, a lot of uh, pod racing. It's all about pod (laughs) racing. A lot of pod racing. I will come back to that. Ten minutes. So good. Um, Obviously, you're a major fan. Me? Yes. Uh, I'm a... uh, I'm what we call call hardcore casual. (laughs) Yeah. Why why hardcore casual when you have an entire 
podcast dedicated to dissecting a minute at a time. Okay, can I? I'm gonna stick up for Alex right now. I'm I'm not judging. Okay, he also has other podcasts. I okay. This is new. This is new. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm it's, not. It's not just Star Wars. Tell me more. Well, well let's let Alex your apology. tell us. Well, the reason I would say I'm a actually diehard casual is because, like, I love the movies. When we started out, we were just doing the original trilogy, which is really what I – those are the ones I love, you know, uh, on, a, on, a, on a genetic level at this point. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, – but I'm not – I don't read the novels. I don't – I sometimes read the comics. I – you know, watch some of the clone. Like I'm, I don't, I don't consume everything Star Wars. As we learned, anytime you're on the, we say something on the show, we would inevitably get emails or texts from people saying like, oh, well, that was covered in the novel, blah blah blah. <laughs> the you know, Starship's Troopers about the, you know, Han Solo's adventures during on the, uh, in the Forbidden Zone. You know, like like, and I'm like, I don't care about that stuff. So. <laughs> so I so there's some I'm I'm a big fan of the movies. That's but. You know, I the the rest of the stuff I could take or leave depending. Yeah, so okay. um, we get we that, get that that's a lot right. too. Like yeah. we'll we'll touch on a video game and so uh, like uh, what just Mario Kart Tour. We the mobile game that's Mario mm -hmm. Kart. We touched on that and I said I think I looked up and I said there's only like three mobile games. I got uh, I got an email saying no, you're actually wrong. There's there's five, and you you missed this one, this one, this one, and then these are why you missed them because they weren't only, uh, they were only Japan released. And I'm like, oh okay, that's cool. Nobody so, likes mobile sorry. games anyway. So I was like, I I I'm the person that didn't like the mobile game. So yeah, fair. But I like Mario Kart. Yeah, people will always nitpick and always want to show up. Yeah. Um, so I, I can feel that. I, I'm in the same level of fandom for Star Wars. Like, really like them, but I don't go outside of the movies. Right. And so how did you... Well, first of all, how when did you get into podcasting in general? Because if Kyle's saying you have a lot, or a couple podcasts anyway. Uh, well, I don't... Geez, I don't even remember when. Uh, the first podcast I was on was a show with my uh, friend Mike Dawson. We were both cartoonists, and we did a podcast called Ink Panthers. I'm going to say probably we started maybe 2003 or something. Okay. 2002. Great and, name for uh, a podcast, by the way. <laughs> thank so you good. uh yeah we were two cartoonists and our one thing is we would talk about everything except comics on the show and so um <laughs> so we funny. did that for a while and um so that when towards the tail end of that i started doing star wars minute with uh, another friend of mine ink panthers ended so then i was just doing star wars minute and then um we also have done a beatles podcast called alphabetical uh, boy, I have done a lot of podcasts, haven't I? Yeah, I you uh, got the Godfather Minute. Yeah, then currently I'm my brother and I are doing Godfather Minute, which is Good we go Lord. through the Godfather movies one minute at a time. We are, uh, I guess, it's about we just passed minute one hundred or so. Yeah, on one fifteen or something. Oh my goodness! <laughs> we only dedication. do one of those a week. We only do one of those a week, so it takes a it takes much longer to get through a movie than uh, the, yeah. the Star Wars one. We do five days a week, so Fair it's. Yeah, I was going to ask about the five-day thing. That's that's a really intense thing. We do two a week, and mm -hmm. like we're all we're stressed out about it. <laughs> and we're just like, oh, God, what are we going to do for next week's show? Oh, no, we're like three weeks ahead. Now, all yeah. of a sudden, we're like, oh, tomorrow is our release day. We don't have anything. Yeah. yeah. So, we're bad like well, that, the good though. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, the good news is that because of the format of the show, we never have to worry about like what are we going to talk about. Exactly. It's basically presented yeah. to us, and we just have to we watch the minute, take a few notes, and crack wise. It's not like it's not like we. Uh, that part's already decided, so that's that's a lot easier. Because I certainly remember from the Panthers having to come up with topics every week and new things, and oh my gosh, it was it was you know, ferocious, literally just like just relentlessly demanding of ideas. And stuff. Yeah. What are we gonna talk about this week? Are we, uh, you know, it's like so, that's why we like to have guests on, and we like oh, to sure. talk to them about yeah. their stuff, and mm-hmm. like it yeah. kind of is it takes a little bit of a toll off us. If not, okay. we're gonna be talking about like Pokemon. Yeah. Our intern mm-hmm. loves Pokemon, and I think we've had like five Pokemon episodes already. Oh, good. You guys uh, have an intern? Yeah. Yeah. How do we not have an intern? <laughs> uh, well, you just got to find it. You don't pay them. Yeah. It's literally slave labor yeah. under a fancy title. Yeah. And That's the, exactly right. Hmm. <laughs> you and Pete yeah. need to talk this out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe now that Pete's in LA, that'll it'll be easier to convince him to do that. There you so. go. Yeah, people want to intern for everything down there. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, fancy Star Wars minute on that resume that Ooh. looks good. Dang, Hi. totally. I'll intern. Get to appear on the show every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, don't put any postings for um, like remote interning because yeah, Kyle will out. abandon our show. I'll come and up. immediately intern for you. <laughs> I'll do whatever. <laughs> Whatever for the show. Whatever for the show. No. Uh, well, I mean, having heard about how cool you are, I, uh, there's no way I would not be take up the opportunity to not work with you in person. Thank so you. let's. If you're gonna work with us, it's because you, you know because you're so cool. We, yeah. you know, it has to be an in person deal. All right, all right, all right. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you need Perfect. to ease up on the um. Uh, what's his name? Matthew oh, McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Yep. Yeah. Do you do any other impressions? Uh, I could do a lot. I, oh, no. I don't know how many uh, are appropriate. <sighs> like, I'm pretty... <laughs> all you're like, all you only do impressions of porn actors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> famous porn actors. <laughs> so, like, I can do a mean Ron Jeremy. Um, I can do a thunder please. Oh God. Okay. All right. So Alex. <laughs> yes. About the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, definitely it's nice uh, now that you guys are in uh, a podcast that's more driven by a concept rather than having to come up with ideas. That's sure. definitely the mm-hmm. hardest part for us. So uh, it must be nice to have something kind of set up. Um, mm-hmm. Now, obviously, it is. you've been going through. All, like a ton of movies that are very long. How many years have you actually been recording Star Wars Minute? Because it must be years. Well, uh, yeah, I think we just, well, we basically do one movie a year, and this is now our eighth movie. So I guess theoretically eight years. Can that be possible? Yeah. I, I guess so. Well, timeline-wise, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think, well, yeah, I think it's like seven years at this point because we haven't actually started the eighth one yet. So no, seven okay. seven years ago probably. Um, that's nuts. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, and luckily we don't do them all. We 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 don't do them all back to back. We like do one and then we take like six months off and then we come back for the next one because we're so burned out by the end that we have to take time off because yeah. we would die if we did not. I was just gonna, so. yeah, <laughs> I was just gonna say that like uh, your last posting was uh, it was in August. Mm-hmm. So and I I noticed. Uh, on on the Instagram and the, on the Twitter, you are posting kind of stuff for for Rogue One. Mm-hmm. So is that you're getting started? That 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 is next on the docket. You know, Ooh. we we 
out of um, tradition, we don't give the actual starting date out. We like I to know. surprise people and come out of nowhere. <clears throat> you know, makes it makes it Sca- exciting. People are on the edge of their seats always. Yeah. Then, yeah, that's um, I I always want well not always, but we've discussed other ideas like maybe waiting until like January, <laughs> or oh even God. doing it like in or doing. <laughs> Or do it like in July, like only a month after we were gone. But there's no way we're going to shorten our vacation. Yeah, don't <laughs> so, do that too. If anything, they'll come out even later and later. But so, yeah. <laughs> don't do it. So I have to address Make- the elephant in the room. I don't know. If, I don't know if Kyle has heard this on uh-huh. like your podcast or if you guys have talked about it. We have an elephant uh-huh. on. Uh, like we painted it on the wall, so it's <laughs> oh, always goodness. in the room. Stop. It's pretty cool. Um, nice. at least I, I like want to. Maybe I'm so yeah. intrigued because I fall asleep in the middle of the night when Kyle is listening to your podcast. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I don't fall asleep. I'm I'm at attention every episode. Alex, don't don't listen to her. Oh goodness. Um. So, what are you guys gonna do when there's no more movies? Oh, we that has come up because there are currently uh, Lucasfilm has no um no movies on the horizon. No, not after no Star Wars time. movies yeah. on the horizon. Yeah. Uh. So I think we said if if. Did nothing else came out, I think we said we have like three more years left and then we will have caught up to the the whatever the Rise of Skywalker, I guess, yeah. Will, yeah. is the last movie. The so I guess we'll have to see how things are going at that point. We, uh, you know, when we started this whole thing. We didn't think they were even going to be we didn't even know if we were going to go on to the prequels, let alone that there would eventually become sequels. So who yes. knows? Uh, who knows how we're going to feel? And, you know, there might come a point where, like, the it's not our Star Wars anymore. You know what I mean? People aren't people might want to want to hear these two old guys complaining. People already get kind of are more touchy about com, um, complaining about the uh, sequels uh, compared to the because the prequels, people loved it when we bashed the prequels. So uh, but now that we're applying the same rigorous standards to the sequels, they're, they're, they're sometimes you're, get you're a little bit the touchier. Precious, uh, <laughs> yeah. The precious mother materials. Yeah. Mm hmm. I, but yeah, after that, we don't know. That'll be, I guess, 10 years we've been doing it. So maybe that might be a good time to be like, okay, you know what? Let someone else take over the show now or whatever. Time to retire. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, just one more question. I'm so sorry. I have so many questions because this concept is just <laughs> blowing my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are like the spinoffs in, in your series of movies, like Solo and stuff like that? So there's all, they're doing Rogue One next. Oh, that's right. You yeah, did say do. that. Okay, yeah, we yeah. Always do, uh, we always go release order. So we started oh, okay. with the originals sequels and then we're gonna i mean the prequels and now we're gonna some people have said that we should hold off on doing the last jedi until um oh wait that doesn't make any sense they were saying we should hold oh no they were saying we should hold off doing the force awakens until the rise of skywalker came out because stuff that happens in that last movie might change things that how we perceive things that happened in force awakens but I think that's, that's almost but, good. Yeah, it's but, a smart thing, but then all then again, you're just like, yeah, it might not change anything. So right, and also I we found it. We our rationale was that listening, if someone had done a podcast after Empire Strikes Back came out, but oh. before Return of the Jedi came out, how how fascinating would that be to listen to people's theories when Empire came out as to what was going to happen next? Well, you know? exactly, exactly, and see who so. whose ideas came about, who was totally wrong, who was spot on. Yeah. So cool. That's uh, one of the one of the pleasures is because, you know, people can listen to the episodes. They're not time sensitive. You can listen to them 
you know, years after the fact. So uh, it's funny when people listen to old episodes and they they point out something to us on Twitter or whatever when we've predicted like something that would happen in the sequels. You know, I think we said Han Solo, we predicted Han Solo would die and fall from a high place. And we said, oh, that's, that's, that's. So, oh, so we that got that one. my heart. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I guess we've had a couple of other predictions that did, uh, that did actually manage to, uh, to come true. But, you know, if you have enough internet nerds coming up with theories, eventually everyone is going to come have, up with every yeah. detail yeah. just by the, you know, the, just by sheer attrition but yeah the the stick to the wall throw throw enough yeah. shit to the wall and something will stick yeah. theory exactly you never know they could be listening and they could be like wow they got that a good was a idea an idea yeah <laughs> if that's the case i think alex is owed hella money yeah where's those Merlots oh in? i would be we would love uh, pete and i are always hoping that they're gonna we're gonna find some star wars minute reference in the in the movie <laughs> like to some way of letting us know that oh my gosh that that person actually did uh, you know it is a, a signal to us yeah. but uh, you should uh you should post it uh on a on a subreddit and post what the request to be included yeah you yeah. never know i think because you guys have your own like kind of community with the listener society i think that push would kind of really help it well, luckily, we, we have a few friends who uh, are involved in the creative. Um, some of our uh, people we know have like, written comics, for the which are canon. The new Marvel comics are canon. And there have been references to us in, the, in those kind of things, like in the books and things like that. I have because, heard that. Because you know, people we know uh, did it with little, little tips of the hat, but not in a movie. And that's, like I said, being a hardcore casual fan, that's really the only thing that matters is, is, is being referenced. That's, yeah. Yeah. that's fair. So uh, if anyone's listening, any of you, uh, any of the Canadian tech people who are already out, uh, <laughs> at hard at work at Dominion, please, please consider us. Yes. Yeah. So because you guys have been going for seven, seven years, you've mm-hmm. had a lot of cool, cool like um, guests. Hmm. Uh, Definitely the best part of doing the show is getting to meet all these cool comedian people who I'm like, oh, my gosh. I listen yeah. to a podcast with them. Now I'm talking to them in person. It's yeah, that's that's something that kind of is weird for us, but mm-hmm. like is also kind of really cool. Uh, yeah. Who has been your favorite guest so far? No, I can't say favorite. That's, okay, who has uh, been the most entertaining guest so far? Well, um, let me say this. I think Doug Benson, uh, the comedian Doug Benson, um, oh, came him. on our sh- I know came on our show and um, had us on his show. Yeah. And that Pete and I both agree was kind of like the biggest thing in making the show become a success because that was really what got a lot of attention for the show was him plugging us and being on our show. So yeah. we'll always be grateful to Doug for for doing that for you know because he certainly didn't have to. We were just two nobodies. You know he didn't have to come on our show and that you know he's uh, been on a few times and uh, it's that's that's I think our most you know one of our fondest memories guest wise. Yeah. So it's really you've also had. You know, an, a Jedi son on too. Which is <laughs> yes, kind of Mark. Nuts. Mark Hamill's son uh, did come on the show. Um, That's kind of cool. That was, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. We've we've become you know palsy with all sorts of cool people that I never would have imagined. Uh, um, you know, like uh, getting to do so. Uh, that's the mo- that's the best part of doing it of doing the podcast is uh, those kind of creative opportunities. Yeah. You know what? I'd agree. It's not something like when Kyle and I decided to start doing this, I didn't even think we were going to do guests at any point. Like I thought it was going to be me and Kyle rambling 
into mm-hmm. like the potosphere. Yeah. <laughs> um and and meeting people and learning about them and their interests and like just connecting has been yeah. so interesting and so cool and it's by far my favorite part as well. Yeah. Of we started like just bringing a bunch of our friends on. Yeah. And yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah, you and you just bring in your friends, mm-hmm. start climbing up from there. Yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah, it's so it's so neat how you can build a community and just make connections that you never would have made. Yeah. So yeah. that's super yeah. And cool. on a, on a, on another level, um, you know, once we started doing Star Wars Minute, um, other people said, "Hey, would you mind if we did, you know, Goodfellas Minute or Back to the Future Minute or any of those?" And and so since then, yeah, you know, we've always uh, <clears throat> our, our rule is always that you can anyone is free to do a minute show as long as you um give us plugs on it from time to time and you have to finish what you start like you can't do 10 episodes and then give it up you have to finish it because every podcaster knows it's you know everyone can do four podcasts but it's that it's it's the long haul is where you was where you get into trouble so um and but now currently uh probably like 125 minute podcasts either completed or in process it's it's uh, crazy it's, and it's become a really big like community, you know, community of people who become friends who would never, who probably would not have become friends if not for our dumb little, our silly little show. So it's, it's very humbling. I was going to ask, are you, you guys are the first minute by minute format or? Um, there was a, um, a podcast called gutter balls, um, where they were going through the big Lebowski minute by minute. Okay. But when we came, when we came up with our show, we did not know their show existed. So, so, um, I, I think we have, um, I don't know, maybe had a bigger footprint, but we always give those guys, they came up with it independently. So we can't, you know, we can't say we, you know, invented it. So, uh, but yeah, um, you were inspired. Well, I, I think it was just, I think Pete came up with the idea because there's a bunch of episodes, there's a bunch of podcasts that go through Star Trek episode by episode. Oh, okay. And uh, since he and I were um, Star more Star Wars fans and had that in common, mm-hmm. Pete was like, it's a shame because we would only get to do six episodes. Like, it's a shame there's no way we can sort of break that up into, <laughs> into, into you know, episodes or whatever. And then he came up with the idea of doing it minute by minute. And, you know, as he said, when he told people about it, it was, you know, people were saying that is a crazy idea that you should totally do. Yep. <laughs> so and here we are. Yeah. When Kyle first told me about your podcast, like when he first found you guys and he was like, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and they dissect it minute by minute. I'm like, what the fuck kind of crazy? <laughs> like, who would do this to themselves? These movies are mm-hmm. so long and there are so many. That's actual nonsense. And, you know, then then he played me a few and I was like, OK, this is cool. But the idea, the concept that you are speaking about it minute by minute is mm-hmm. blows my mind. Like that's crazy. <laughs> Ludicrous speed. Yeah. I think uh, currently the longest one, someone's on Titanic, but I don't remember is Titanic or Lord of the Rings are the expanded editions of Lord of the Rings longer than obviously combined. They are, but um, I think they're like three hours. Yeah. Three so hours. Anyway, the, the, when it's done, I guess Lord of the Rings will be the one of the longest Oh, you that's know. Like over a year. Jesus. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. 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 So there it's a long, long Jesus, long. macaroni. Yeah. And do like the Lord of the Rings guys, do you know if they do it like the five day like you guys do? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, not everyone has, has stuck to that five days um 
or the minute idea. Some people have done scene by scene. Some people would just do one, you know, one three episodes a week seems like a common compromise for people. They don't want to, they don't want to spend forever doing it, but five days a week is too, uh, is too intense. Three days is a common, is a common one. Uh, okay, okay. How so. much of your time do you guys dedicate to, to like recording and like doing your podcast stuff? When you're going, not when, yeah. Yeah. It's um, it tends to be a lot of short, intense bursts. Um, when Pete and I uh, both lived in New York, we used to do it pretty much week to week. But um, I moved away, and now he lives in LA. I live in Portland, and so what tends to happen is, like, I'll I'll fly down to LA for a week, and then we'll do like, uh, you know, six weeks worth of episodes in, you know, in. in in five days or something, you know what I mean? Like we'll just go and just do nothing but talk about star Wars for like six hours a day for like five days. And then we'll get like, you know, a whole, you know, huge chunk done and then we'll reconvene in a few months and do that. So we just do that basically a few times. And, uh, yeah. Gives you guys a good excuse to see each other. I think that's, I think that's awesome. Uh, yeah. And the the funny part is that we never talk about star Wars when we're alone together. (laughs) (laughs) Because we spend so much time talking about it when we're recording that we're like we don't want to talk about Star Wars at all when we're not uh, we're not recording. That's fair. So, That's fair. Yeah. Not to mention, like I don't know if you guys encounter this, but whenever we have people over, like as a guest or or anything like that, or even when Kyle and I are just shooting ideas back and forth, um, some of like the best dialogue I find happens organically when you bring the topic up. And then as mm-hmm. soon as you go to record it, you can't like it doesn't feel right to just rehash that yeah, conversation. You don't want to replicate the whole thing. So you want to kind of make a new thing. And sometimes it's not as juicy. Yeah. Do you I have two. That? I have two variations on that story. OK. OK. Uh, one of them is that the first time speaking of Doug Benson, the first time we ever recorded. Maybe it wasn't the first time. One time we recorded with Doug Benson. We were like 15 minutes into the episode, and then Pete realized he had, he was not actually recording, that we'd oh. been talking, and it, it was paused. And so we're like, all right, let's just, you know, we'll start over again. And at least it was only 15 minutes in. And basically, we kind of used that as like a second draft. Like, we we said more or less the same things, but we like tightened up the jokes. And, yeah. and yeah. It, was, so it was kind of it was kind of nice having to get that second pass, because I think it resulted in a better, um, in, in a tighter show. Um but um, at the other end of the spectrum, the very first time Pete and I uh, did a Star Wars podcast together um, <clears throat> was on the Ink Panthers. My co-host was um, out. So I said, hey, Pete, do you want to come on the Ink Panthers and uh, talk about Star Wars for 45 minutes or an hour or whatever? And he was like, sure. And so we basically just had a free form conversation about Star Wars for an hour. And uh, that's when I realized that I had not recorded any of it. Oh, my God. So I called you back and I'm like, hey, Pete, I said, (laughs) you know, you're going to kill me, but I didn't record any of that. And I said, would you be up for, I understand if you say no, but would you be up for (laughs) taking another pass at it? And he said, sure. And we talked for another hour, did not cover any of the same topics (laughs) at all. And that was when it got into Pete's head, like, huh, we just talked about Star Wars for two hours and did not repeat ourselves. Yeah. So he was like, maybe we should do a Star Wars podcast together. And so then uh, there you go. So that's the birth. Yeah, that was kind of the my accidentally forgetting to record is what inspired uh, inspired the whole thing. You are welcome. (laughs) It's kind of wonderful that like something that was so frustrating in that moment. Yeah. 
birthed something that has now taken you guys like eight years and I'm sure a lot of really good, interesting conversations and an entire community that's rallying around you now. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really a great, uh, you know, it's it's just one of those things where you really don't know kind of where the universe is going to take you. We started doing this dumb Star Wars thing as just a little, you know, because we enjoy doing it. And it turned into this whole, uh, you know, we really got we really lucked out like, uh, you know, I like some, uh, some other podcaster who. Uh, told us it's like he's he felt the same way he's like it's like we want to get a lottery ticket like there's nothing separating us from a thousand other nerds but for whatever <laughs> reason our show just clicked in a way that that made it uh, you know sustainable so uh, happy about that yeah that's fantastic well infinite congratulations on an awesome podcast oh, thank you like so good so i enjoy good. it like a hundred percent every day every time <laughs> We'll try to talk quieter now that we know you're trying to sleep while the show is on. Yeah, just uh, uh, very appreciated. A shout Thank out you. for for her that'd be great. And You'll turn, turn into one of those AMSR shows or yeah. what is it ASM? I don't know which yeah. one it is. Yeah, but. yeah. Uh, oh one God. time you could be like, okay, you can go to sleep, Natasha. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's getting weird. Yeah. Really I wonder is. if I could convince Pete to end every show by saying good night, Natasha. <laughs> that'd be so funny. <laughs> that'd be All amazing. Right. I'm gonna try so to remember funny. to do that. <laughs> Come on, Pete. Do us a solid. Just do it. Do it. Do it. Pete. <laughs> uh, so, uh, speaking of your your tag tagline, the, mm-hmm. the Star Wars Minute. Mm-hmm. You guys at the beginning, do you guys try to say it at the same time, mm-hmm. and then it just never happened. Yeah, we when even though we lived in the same city, um, because we are um, socially awkward people, we still recorded over Skype instead of meeting up and recording face to face. And as <laughs> like you guys know, from, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, Pete and some of his friends once uh, were recording a podcast, and they would record at his office, and they would all sit at different cubicles and record over Skype rather than all be sitting <laughs> on a table facing each other. Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> Oh my God! So anyway, so um, uh, yeah, so we would try to say it in sync, but because we were over Skype, you know, you can't really do that because by the time you hear it, it's kind of there's a slight delay, and we could never manage to do it. So uh, okay, the magic became a tradition. (laughs) Yeah, now it's just uh, a thing. That's That's our. I think it's a cool thing, Mm -hmm. to be honest. And I, I it is a thing. Yeah, your your listeners they love it. I hope that's true. I, I, <laughs> subjected I love him it. To luck. Kyle <laughs> um, covers up a lot of like the things that he really wants to tell you that he loves by saying the listeners. Yeah, the listeners. <laughs> it gave me. It gave me. He means the royal we. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. It's exactly. It's the royal we of podcasting. Yeah. Well, we we are connected to the queen up here. So. Mm-hmm. Oh lord. Yeah. She oh, listens. Lord. No. You wish. She probably does. <laughs> Uh, I have just I have so many questions. I uh, I just about Star Wars in general, but I it's I don't want to I don't want to you know bore everybody because and also take away from his material. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I just yeah. think it's really cool to have you on. Uh, it's really appreciative. Well, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, for sure. Um, you got anything else, Tasha? Well, one last question. I feel like. And again, this might have been something that you guys covered in your podcast, but we're hoping to introduce you and your podcast to a whole bunch of other people. Um, oh my. Sorry. 
the objections from the peanut gallery. Clearly. Um, but ultimately, that question is, if you had to pick only one Star Wars movie, which is the ultimate? Which is the favorite? Star Wars. The first one. The first one. Yeah. Why? Uh, I think it's the um, freshest, and I think it's like the most self-contained. Um, I think it's it's interesting to contemplate a world in which Star Wars came out and there were no sequels to it. Mm-hmm. I think it would. It, <coughs> excuse me. I think it um, it has a lot different tone to it when you view it outside the rest, outside of the context of the other, like the trilogy. It it seems like it has much more of like a Wizard of Oz kind of naive quality to it. That I think <laughs> was that a pug growling in my ear. Yes, it was. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, I think the, the original Star Wars is still the best one. I think it's none of them capture the freshness and originality and uh, and just, you know, uh, and of course I'm biased because I saw it when I was, you know, seven years old, which is the perfect age to see a movie like that. Oh, yes. Something with like wonder and awe, of course. Yeah. See, I saw um, The Empire Strikes Back when I was seven. Mm-hmm. And uh, that one is my, that was my go-to, my favorite one. Yeah, I think that's uh, that doesn't surprise me. No, yep. no, and like I'm in the age range, like I'm in the age range of thirty, so I was not alive when any of them came out. <laughs> but seeing also, them, also you said when you saw Empire, you saw it. Oh, like you're talking about like on a home I, video. I saw it, yeah, VHS. I was at a babysitter's, uh, and she okay. was like, I believe it was like uh, the VHS had Dark Vader's helmet, and he was just looking down at like a planet. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I want to watch it. And then I did. It was real. The rest is history. Yeah. Now now I'm obsessed. <laughs> I'm going to do a bad thing. And I am preemptively want to apologize to Pete. <laughs> I really like um, Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad. At, I'm, I'm not apologetic about it in the slightest. Wait, are you talking about Pete the retailer? He loves the Phantom Menace. Well, he just love it, but that's his favorite but of I the thought, prequels. I thought the I thought the prequels in general were like not a thing for him. Am I totally uh, mistaken? Well, originally when we did the show, we, whenever the prequels would come up, he would he would he would not want to talk about them. But since then, okay. he has come to terms, and you know, we made our way through all the prequels, so I think he's 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 gotten to the acceptance stage about them. Okay, fair enough. All right, I was yeah. under the understanding that prequels were um satan's children (laughs) they get a lot of they get a lot of bad um they get a lot of bad there's certainly things that are not about them that are not good but i have come around to at least um have affection for them in their in their weirdness and wonkiness (laughs) that's fair well at least at least they're getting some love because yeah i that one's by far my favorite uh, yeah, I'm really hoping that the new Star Wars. I'm hoping they incorporate more prequel um, stuff. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I would love to see Hayden Christensen show up in uh, as a Force ghost in uh, in the new one, but we'll see. Yeah, I you mean, never know. I mean, dreams can be had, but am I mistaken in like he's like doesn't like to talk about the Star Wars movies? That's what I thought I he heard has, somewhere. He has been uh, a bit more. Um, 
he's relaxed a bit more. He's gone to a couple of the Star Wars celebration, you know, conventions and and things like that. So uh, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be that surprised because he does. You know, he's been he's been hitting the circuit and stuff. So yeah. I was just gonna say he, I seen him at Galaxy's Edge. Okay. Mm-hmm. Actually, recently, and he got a bunch of photo ops. So yeah. All right. I, I, I'd be curious to see him getting direction from a different director than George Lucas, who I think is not a good. Um, he he's not that strong of a people director. He's great with big concepts and tech and stuff, but you know he's famously not. Uh, good at working with actors. Oh, you so. mean the thing that all nerds struggle with, people. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so they should have an acting. So I'd be curious to see what how, if um, if J.J. Abrams could get something different out of him, because clearly he he has a much better rapport with uh, with you know actors than uh, that's true. Hundred percent. The GL. Hundred percent. Well, I'm I'm Star Wars to the gills. I'm not. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to my world. Yeah. <laughs> We we once talked a little bit about it. I think I talked about Attack of the Clones as my guilty pleasure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our audio got corrupt and I never got to release it. But it was basically me mm-hmm. talking about about Attack of the Clones for like two hours. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Right. See, this is my reality, Alex. You might be fed up of Star Wars, but this is what I have on my plate. And I didn't even get off like uh, where I was. On, I was still on Camino. Still talking about it there, and that's where we ended it. I said part mm-hmm. two will come later. Yeah. Cool. Uh, thank you again for coming and talking about Star Wars Minute. Mm-hmm. When really you should be on a break. Yeah, so. still. You're st- you still got. You're like uh, what is it? You, you're hot. Uh, I can't even think of the word. On hiatus. No. Um, what bears do in the winter? Hibernating. There Hibernate. we go. There we go. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, you're hibernating until the next next round. Yeah, just getting your uh, your your energy and stamina back up. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we will be back. Yeah, we're gonna take a quick break. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do this. Go, Pikachu! I know we're gonna win. Go, Patreon! Patreon! Okay, Pikachu, use Tower! All right, our turn. Patreon, use beg. Patreon. If you want to support Triple G, head over to www.triplegpodcast.com and hit the Patreon icon. Donate what you want, if you want. Every little bit helps. Uh, Thanks. What the, the hell was that? It's his move. Duh. Pikachu, use Thunderbolt. <laughs> Okay, so that was a great sponsor. But we're back. We're back now. With Alex. Yep. From Star Wars Minute. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Minute. Star mm-hmm. Wars Minute. And we're here to talk about his guilty pleasure. Yeah. It's a Canadian icon show. Which I was really surprised to hear. I'm not going to lie, Alex, that this mm. is something that, that you love. Uh, it is. You are talking about um, Degrassi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. When so, did you first listen? Yeah. Let's talk, or listen, watch. Sorry. <laughs> when did you first listen to it on the AM uh, radio? <laughs> well, I am old enough to have watched the original Degrassi Junior High back in the uh, 80s. Yes. Um, 
and uh, that is still my favorite incarnation, the junior high uh, one. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so I I I because I remember a lot liking it, enjoying it. I thought it was so corny, but yet kind of you know compelling it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And um, so then uh, I watched it as an adult and still found it to be entertaining. And I persuaded my um, wife to watch it. Because she uh, she likes soap operas, and uh, this is around the, like her favorite soap opera just been like canceled. Oh. So I was like, well, why don't we try Degrassi? That has a lot of drama, you know, soap opera, <laughs> drama yeah. and stuff. And uh, so we started watching um, the Next Generation, and then yes. since then we've pretty much watched it. Uh, we watched every season since then. Jesus, I now <laughs> no longer feel alone because I watch Degrassi on. Whenever I see new episodes pop up on Degrassi on Netflix, I'm like, I'm in. Let's do it. I've got Thank nothing God. to do for the next three hours. Let's yeah. do this. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you are they still is Canadian Netflix still getting new episodes of Degrassi? Because we haven't had a new season for like three years down here. Oh, are we just, there was a new season probably eight months ago. Oh, yeah. it's heartbreaking. I know, but you know what? You can you can circumvent that. I'm not techie enough to know how, but I know that you can change your like. IP location. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm not savvy to do it either, but why doesn't it's why can't they have it? Uh, anyway. I think that you're just trying to make more Canadian content cuz like uh like we're very oversaturated with American stuff. That like Oh no, I totally understand that, but why can't I as an American watch? Do you think you'd want to export Canadian shows as much as you can? You, you I think, think it's more a matter of the demand from yeah. the American market. <laughs> the demand that here is be. huge. For uh, for the well, anyway, so clearly I need to at least get a, a Canadian IP address, yes. so uh, yes. so I can stay up to date. Exactly. We'll we'll link you ours in the show notes. <laughs> but I think I think it doesn't matter. I think if you're like if I were to open it in the states, I think it shows like U.S. stuff. Yeah. Pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, that's that's happened to me when I've I've been to like uh, I went to like Spain. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, look at all these cool Netflix shows that we don't have here. And then I downloaded a bunch of them. And as soon as we got to the United States, it's like, you can't watch yeah, these. Yeah, it's locked. Oh, yeah. Sadness. Yeah. yeah. So Degrassi was... Threw on my computer. Oh, <laughs> this is a junk. <laughs> Just toss it. Uh, so Degrassi is um, a show that follows the lives and the trials and tribulations of the average teenager. Uh, it's kind of the same as... Safe by the Bell and Beverly Hills 90210. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Slow your roll no, there, no, no, no. pal. They have been compared uh, very heavily of, of the two, uh, especially the the junior high. It has mm. has uh, been more compared than, say, the next generation. Yeah. But please deliver your two cents because I've not watched those other two. See, I was a more Safe by the Bell guy. I'm not a Degrassi person. Okay, well. Alex, well, please, I, I admittedly have not watched um, much Saved by the Bell. Well, my impression is that show is played a lot more for laughs than it is, whereas I feel like Degrassi has a um, a earnest sincerity to it that yes. where they're really trying to like show how teals, teens are dealing with these problems kind of a thing. Like, I, I don't know. It, it seemed a bit more, not mature, but... Sincere. Like, I think. Well, sincere and also just like like darker, I guess, because they had, you know, parents, you know, kids were dealing with like their mom's an alcoholic. You know, mm-hmm. she's passed out on the couch when her friends come over like that, yep. that kind of stuff, which, you know, real teenagers have to deal with. But that seemed like it doesn't unless Star- Saved by the Bell was 
darker than I remember, but um, it, it, they do do uh, that stuff. There was one that one of their uh, characters, Jesse, was addicted to um, speed pills to keep her up so that she can keep studying, and then she kind of went and had like an overdose. But like, Here, that's, here's okay. that's here's the difference. That was like a very special episode of that's Saved true. by the Bell. That is true. Degrassi is almost like every episode is, is a very special episode yeah. where they deal with <laughs> bulimia or there's you know. Uh, internet porn or, yeah. uh, or you know or, or all these different common you know things that kids are facing that uh that uh maybe that's okay. why anyway. i get sucked in i just assume that i have bad taste in television because i do um, mm-hmm. but that you make a good point it definitely stands out from all of the others insofar as it it tackles real issues and it i guess tries to be educate i guess it used to be tried to be a lot more educational because you yeah. know it was it was you know, on public television and stuff yeah. here. And, uh, but I think now they've probably made it a bit more trying to get those, you know, the, uh, teen Disney people kind of audience and stuff. But, um, maybe just to me, that's what all teenagers look like. Now they all look <laughs> like they're from Disney shows. <laughs> well, but you're not I mean, wrong. They're all aiming for stardom, yeah. you know, and then, yeah. and then you get Drake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> coming Wheel, out his of name it. is wheelchair. Jimmy. <laughs> that's all I know him from. Yeah. That's it. That's all. Yeah. So uh, Drake was in Degrassi, for all our listeners that didn't know this, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of people might know already. I just think it's funny because I remember when Drake came out and I was like, I know him. From somewhere. <laughs> Why do I know him? He looks yeah. so familiar. And, and it's like, oh, there's Wheelchair Jimmy. He was, uh, yeah, Wheelchair Jimmy. Yeah. No, yeah, I, you know what, I like, uh, you're right there. So I really like that it tackles real issues, but I also like that it doesn't make it gimmicky. Like, not to trash mm-hmm. Netflix, but when they came out with um, 13 Reasons Why, mm-hmm. it it felt, like, really gimmicky in how they wanted to portray, you know, depression and, and suicide and all of that. Yeah. So, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Holy. So, I'm just looking at the format uh, of the picture quality. <laughs> I don't know why, but um, 480. 480i was the standard for season one to four. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, so that's low. That's low res. Is it, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not nerdy in that way. That's low res. Wait, that, is that like, is that old? Is that Degrassi Junior High or Degrassi uh, Next Generation? That is Junior High. And then oh, yeah. That's, next, that's next like gener- film. Yeah. Next Generation from season one to four is 480. And then they do right. HD from four to 14. Yeah, Degrassi Junior High definitely looks like it was filmed in the early eight. You know, it's almost like more almost as like a historical document than yeah. it is, you know, what people dressed like fifty years ago. <laughs> more so than it is like, you know, has that uh, that I, appeal to it. It'd probably be one of those ones that you you now sit in health class and and you watch those. You know, those like training those bad training videos. Oh. That's exactly what it felt like that's, to me. Yeah, that's what it, it looks like as so well. So why was that compelling TV for you? If that's what wow. it felt like. Well, because I feel like the um, I, I think the I think the actors, they got good kid actors who were all kind of um, like, uh, I don't know, they just made it appealing to kids more so than in a way you didn't really feel like you were being lectured to the way you might in like a health class film. It, it didn't have that level of like, here's what you have been. If you're ever approached by a stranger, here's what you know, it doesn't have that. Uh, I don't know. I guess it trusted kids a bit more than than that stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. That's fair. And so you still watch this now, assuming that new episodes were to show up? Yeah. I mean, I, I still have it in my – I've watched all the Netflix episodes that um, 
that are available here. But mm-hmm. it, it's, I'm both intrigued and um, frustrated that uh, that I cannot see them, at least not yet. Yeah, yeah. I think the so Netflix released its own version of it in Did like 2015, uh, and then was uh, it was season 14. So it wasn't uh, on CTV. Like, oh. That's our, so Canadian television, that's one of our networks. Um, mm-hmm. So it usually aired on that, but it, it didn't. It just went right to Netflix. So they, so they took it off air. And I don't even think it has reruns going on anywhere in our networks. Oh, so is it just now I think it's Netflix now just exclusive? On ne- yeah. Well, but they don't even have, at least in America, they don't have the old ones on there. They only have the, um, the, the new Canadian one. Yeah, yeah, here here too. The the old ones, I think the oldest ones that they have is I think Next Generation. Is I think the oldest that they go. Right. In 2016 that one came out. The Next Generation is uh it, it was more or less for Nickelodeon and MTV. Oh. Yeah, it was made for them. I didn't and the Family realize. Channel like Alex said. It was supposed to be an initial uh, reboot of Next Generation. A hmm. uh, new class, sorry, is what it was called. Okay, oh, that's that's the latest one, though. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm okay. talking about. Yeah, yeah, okay. Now, Alex, do you have a favorite, like, episode or character, like, from any any of them? Well, um, I always liked Snake. When he was uh, back in junior high day, I don't like him as the um, as the narc principal. Um, uh, I I guess I'm always inclined to pick the first you know generation of characters like Joey Jeremiah, Spike, and all those characters who who showed up later on. But um, I, you know I can barely remember anyone's name from the show. That's almost becomes the the problem is that like there's oh every generation has like oh that's the bitchy girl who's sensitive inside and that's the kind of more cool girl like right, so I don't remember your, anyone's your stereotypes like Ellie was Ellie a character for a long time she was kind of like a v- vaguely arty um one she was cutting herself I remember yeah that was in the next generation yeah next generation yeah. that I remember they did a very clever episode that was basically a um, tribute to the Breakfast Club by having all the kids, all five people in detention who more or less paralleled those characters yes. from, uh, from yes. uh, that was that that was a fun one. And then, sure. uh, whenever anyone gets killed or whenever like a character dies or some big dramatic thing, you know, there's a school shooting in at least one episode. Those episodes are always uh, standouts. Oh, of, for uh, sure. You know, for sure. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything by giving away which characters <laughs> die, but you know, those those episodes are always fun. Oh, well, wheel, wheelchair Jimmy wasn't always wheelchair Jimmy. <laughs> but <laughs> just saying. <laughs> things happen. Things happen, and they got real. Yeah. I think my least favorite are the Kevin Smith episodes. I was just going to say, did you know? But yeah, he. I think he did a couple. I think five? Yeah, direct. He was a, a character. Basically, him and uh, he was coming to Degrassi to film a movie on location in Degrassi. Yeah. Okay. And so, as uh, Silent Bob. He, yeah. Him, like him and Jay from Jay and Silent yeah. Bob, they yeah. were gonna do something with Degrassi, and he basically just put Jay and Silent Bob in the Degrassi universe, which I think yeah. is fantastic, and I'm not mad about it. Uh, they so, weren't good. That doesn't. That does. I conceptually, I think it's hilarious. Oh. 
conceptually, I think it's hilarious, but I found myself the whole time being like, I don't care what's going on with, you know. <laughs> Why is he here? <laughs> I want to know what's going on with the, the main characters. I don't care about what well, the problems Kevin Smith's having with his shooting. You know, I want to hear, I want to find out if, uh, oh, I can't think of anyone's name on that show now. I want to find out what's going to happen with JT. Yeah. Oh, poor JT. <laughs> poor JT. Yeah, so I haven't uh, I haven't watched it. I used to watch it like when I came home after school, but mm-hmm. that's really mm-hmm. it. Uh, and like in in college, I kind of just mm-hmm. binged it a little bit, but that's it as well. Tasha was more or less she's a dieharder for Degrassi. Oh yeah, as soon as the new episodes thing pops up, like I said, it was like eight months ago. I just sat on the couch for hours just watching, and then getting sad when it hit the end and they yeah. left me cliffhanged. Are you fans? Are you a fan of any other uh, teen teen dramas? Oh, oh my god. god! Don't get her down this. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Have you seen Riverdale? That's my uh, how was that? Have you seen uh, Riverdale? Love Riverdale. I am a little behind, but love Riverdale. Um, <laughs> you mean it's just sexy Archie? It is just sexy Archie it's, it's and like dark Archie, sexy and Archie, murdery Archie, Darchie. Yeah. Oh, uh, the Sabrina one. Darchie. Mm-hmm. The Sabrina one that came out that was like dark and eerie that was good. Um, that was good. Yeah, that was really really good. And then they even did like a Christmas episode, so fun. Um, I also and like this is putting me in like a bad category, and that's okay, and I will accept it. Um, but Vampire Diaries was like my shit <laughs> of teen drama. Yeah. It was so it was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched the OC. Yeah. Mm, I never watched the OC. You should. Oh, it's so good. If you like the grassy, you would like dated the OC. now, isn't it? No, it's still it's relevant. It's totally relevant. About? It's totally No, relevant. yeah, it's still pretty good. It's still mm. like one of the best T V shows there ever was. Yeah. And I, I will say Kyle's right. If you like that more sincere take on the teen drama, um, while this is definitely a little bit more over the top than Degrassi ever could be, um, mm-hmm. It does have a sincerity to it that that does make it stand out. I remember when we did an OC episode, um, one of Kyle's like major points about it was that it, it was more real and that it had, um, you know, wasn't so showy and it really was mm-hmm. tackling real issues. Yeah, it wasn't like Saved, the, Saved by the Bell. No. <laughs> so to speak. So if you need something new to watch because you don't get Degrassi down in that barren wasteland for some reason. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Then, then go the OC. 100%. The OC. All right. Yeah. Check that one. It's pretty. It's pretty good. I think I a lot of the characters cool. Ryan Atwood, Seth. You'll you'll know because there's only four main characters, yeah. and you'll mm-hmm. you'll know the names right off the top. Are you a music dude at all? Like, do you like to listen to music? Sure. I they really have a lot loved... of indie music on the OC, which is kind of cool. Like yeah. Death Cab for Cubie and whatnot. Yeah, I just I think they did a really good job as far as like incorporating music into their episodes. Mm. It's such a weird thing to like be into, but that's one of the standout things. They always had like a really iconic song that they like built an entire episode around. That mm, what you say? <laughs> no, don't do it. That one's don't good. Oh man, that one's good. Mm. Well, so the Degrassi, I I liked it. Yeah. I liked it when it came out. Now, question. Uh, not my fave. Now, question. I, I love Degrassi, but um, do you do you have um, any guilt with your love of Degrassi, Alex? Like, is it something like you're like, oh, yeah, I'm down. You share all your friends. Or, hey, guys, you see Degrassi. You see the latest episode of Degrassi? 
Well, <clears throat> to be honest, I the idea of guilty pleasures, I kind of don't, I don't uh, try to um, go with just because I feel like in this life, as long as you're not hurting anyone, anything that gives you pleasure, go for it. You know what I mean? Like life is horrible enough without with limiting the number of pleasures we have. So, so uh, I, agree. I, I agree. say that. But then, of course, there are some shows where I'm like, yeah, I do watch Bar Rescue. You know, that oh kind of thing. Oh, my which, God, man. I, I love it. Which I guess is more of a guilty pleasure than Degrassi, because at least Degrassi has a kind of, like, coolness in its geekiness, whereas Bar Rescue is just, like, junk. Wait, <laughs> but okay. I do watch it. Now I have to ask you, do they still make episodes of that? I think so. Because uh, I we didn't have um we didn't ha- have the channel that it was on for a while. So then there was suddenly, like, a we did, and we got a huge binge of, you know, whole, you know, uh, swath of episodes we never saw and um i think they are still making new ones mm. but uh it's definitely one of those shows where the formula starts to show after a while yeah yeah like oh, oh look and any minute now he's gonna start yelling about how he has to get in there and solve this problem for them <laughs> oh look oh there's five minutes till the commercial i guess now's the part where someone learns that they actually are good at some of the skills <laughs> of the bar and they think turn out to be a real diamond in the rough it's so like you know it's so who would have guessed? It's cliche. And you can tell that yeah. John Tapper, Tapper, I think that's his name, is just trying yeah. to be the Gordon Ramsay of bars. But I'm okay right. with it. I'm not mad yeah. about it at all. Well, I like when they I like when he goes into the behind the scenes kind of like running of a business. Like, go, oh, you have to you know, you have to count for thirty percent of your drinks have to be, you know, that kind of I I actually like that part the best more so than like some, you know, dumb waitress getting yelled at you know yeah. what i mean i like finding like oh it turns out margaritas the single most sold cocktail in the united states you know those kind of little tidbits the real facts so, yeah yeah I'm, I'm saying i want a restaurant instructional video for my for my show to tell me <laughs> for your how to run a restaurant yeah <laughs> that's how you so, want to be entertained i like it yeah I want that. I find myself to be much more uh intrigued by the idea of how things are done rather than the actual uh, like everything, every reality show, the last episode should be how yeah, you see how it was filmed. You know what I mean? Oh, that would like Survivor. Be I'd be so curious to see yes. how Survivor is filmed. Are there like twenty camera people around at all times? Are they like one? Yeah, that's you know, true. So that kind of stuff. Yeah, I want to know that. how they did like the Bandersnatch Netflix thing. Yeah, like that there would be go. really the cool. Multiple, multiple endings. Yeah, the multiple choice and like that's so mm. tedious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's the Man vs. Wild uh, on Netflix that with you Bear can Grylls. do with Bear Grylls. And no, like, never seen that one. it's the choose-your-own-adventure type show. Yeah. And every episode, you you can change and like do whatever. There's yeah. like 17 different outcomes on each episode. And you're just like, how the heck did he have the time to film any of this? Yeah. And he's like staring into the camera. So do I jump from the plane into the Amazonian River? Or do I keep course as yeah. we head towards land like and then you pick how do you pick yes. yeah he, he you pick with the, like your controller and then he'll go do say i'm gonna go jump the river and he goes and jumps the river and yeah. then you get a whole bunch of new tasks that you have to go and complete wow how have i never heard of this yeah. thing before oh you need to go look it up yeah, Man it, it's Wild. on netflix 100 percent because like it's a yeah. netflix oh. original yeah and they're making season two i uh they just posted a picture with like him and brie larson because uh, she's going to be like a character or something in it. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Go watch. Wow. Put Bear Grylls through some crazy shit. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> do I eat the snail or filter my own urine for water? 
Yeah. <laughs> make these ridiculous. Yeah, how choices. many times did he have to drink his own pee just to get like a couple <laughs> takes? <laughs> so bad. Oh. Well, I think that was awesome, mm-hmm. and I'm really glad that we talked about uh, Degrassi because I don't. I think more of our American listeners will be like more appreciative because our Canadians are just like, oh, it's a show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it's and we we're so bad with our own entertainment. We just kind of like, oh, yeah, shitty Canadian television. Yeah. Where's that? American Have you ever heard show? of Murdoch Mysteries? Uh, it's, that sounds vaguely familiar. So it's like. Uh, in the 1800s, it's a detective. Yeah, Canadian detective and in he, Toronto. He goes and like um, he solves mysteries clearly uh, by the name of the show. But he was Theodore Roosevelt on an episode. Yeah, yeah, yes. and he ends up making um, he invents all these things, but then he actually gives some of the inventions that he makes to the actual inventors, like Alexander, suggesting that he's yeah. the guy behind all of the great yeah, which Canadian is kind of funny. It's hilarious. Oh. So like the instead of you know the right blood like Wright brothers discovering how to fly an airplane he did he was the first person that did it uh, and then he tells it to them and then they and go then say oh like, yeah we oh. did it and then he's just cool because he's like i just wanted to be a detective anyway yeah, so and solve mysteries. i don't really care yeah so like canadian yeah it's it's going on <laughs> season 14 right now so sheesh I'm you saying, know i've seen the theater roosevelt one that's the only one i've ever seen that it's good there's like yeah. i'm hooked on that show that's my canadian show right now yeah I just feel good that like someone in America actually likes our Canadian television while yeah. we sit and dismiss it. But I love Degrassi, so I'm I'm stoked about it. <laughs> I've enjoyed a couple of Canadian programs over the years. Yeah, ah, excellent. Mm-hmm. excellent. Dragon's Den. <laughs> you can't do that on television. No, that's true. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, Alex. It has been a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Of course, uh, so anytime. Would you like to? Uh, Shoot your show, uh, shoot your stuff your socials. Holy, I am tongue twistery today. Uh, yeah, what are your socials? I can't even say it. Tasha, you do it. Alex, <laughs> what are your socials? Plug them go. away. Uh, well, I'm on Twitter, uh, a Rob Twit, at uh, a Rob Twit. That's also my Instagram handle. So you got two for right there. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty. If you like, you can go to my regular website, comicbookalex.com, where you can find links to. My merch store and the webs, the podcasts and all that, all that fun stuff there. Mm-hmm. Comicbookalex.com. Excellent. Everyone go follow, like, subscribe, do all the things that yeah. you do mm-hmm. because Alex is a rad dude with a rad podcast. And stay tuned for a uh, rad cartoonist. Yeah, he is a rad cartoonist too. I love all your drawings. Your, uh, oh, your Beatles. And I was just like, oh, those are so cool. <laughs> That's so cool. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, awesome. But. Yeah, go go check out all his stuff. Star mm-hmm. Wars Minute will be coming back sooner or later. No, yep. no eventually. release date. Eventually, yeah. Yep. At They're some gonna, point. Was it? Is it? Law Rouge? of Averages says it has to come back at some point. Some point. Yeah. Rouge one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Rouge one is uh, is the topic of the show. Fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so I think that's it for us. What's yeah. our socials? Uh, so I said it. <laughs> you did. So you can find us at triplegpodcast.com. On Instagram at Triple G Podcast, Twitter at Triple G Pod, and what am I missing? Instagram. Yeah, yep. Done and done. Uh, our Patreon, which you can find at triplegpodcast.com, because it's just too complicated to give them all out. That's true. Okay. Well, so, I think that's it for everybody. That is. So, Alex, you go ahead and enjoy your Star Wars hiatus. We're sorry we brought it up in the middle. <laughs> your hibernation. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's fine. I'll I'll be back to sleep in no time. Oh, good. <laughs> Perfect. Good, good. 
Awesome. All right. We're well, gonna, we're gonna head out, and everybody stay weird. Mm-hmm. And good night, Natasha. <laughs>